Welcome to Happy Hour at the Box with CrossFit Instinct, talking all things fitness, health, wellness, food, friends, and more. Welcome to our mom cast. We have one of our members here who's a mom, and she is the freshest mama that we have in the gym. And this is Anna Franklin. So, welcome to the podcast, the mom cast version. Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? My name's Anna. Um, I've been here with CrossFit Instinct for almost three years. Uh, February will be like my three-year anniversary. New mom. I've got an almost six-month-old at home. And, um, you know, I'm married to Matt Franklin. A lot of you probably know him. He's a pretty regular at the morning classes. I'm a registered nurse. I currently work at Memorial Medical Center um, on the neurology unit. I'll actually be transferring to a new position at Sprinkle Clinic here soon. How long have you been a nurse? Um, about four and a half years. You obviously are a CrossFitter. You're very athletic. What's your athletic background prior to CrossFit growing up? Uh, so growing up as a kid, I was pretty active, mostly like my entire life, always in sports. I played like basketball, volleyball, softball, all throughout grade school. Once I got to high school, I mainly focused on softball. But really after high school, it kind of just went downhill. <laughs> I didn't do much at all. Um, I did pick up running back up just before I joined the gym. That's really it. Another question that kind of, I guess, people might want to know is how old are you? So we have an idea, you know, can people relate to you? Yeah, I'm 28 years old. 28. So you started CrossFit when you were about 25 then? Yeah. You're a new mom. You've kind of been through the journey of becoming an athlete in your adult life and then going through pregnancy Mm -hmm. as an athlete postpartum. So Let's start getting into that a little bit. So when did you get pregnant? Uh, I got pregnant, uh, I think technically. So we found out in August of 2019, right around Matt's birthday. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. It was That's like fun. two days after his birthday. Yeah. Oh, so it was nice the best little... birthday present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there uh, any fun story with how you guys found out you were pregnant? Anything memorable? You know, not really. I just remember feeling really creepy, honestly. And it just felt different than, uh, you know, just felt different than my menstrual cycle. So I decided to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was really close before... Uh, it was close to the time Matt was going to be home from work. <laughs> so I found out that I was pregnant. So I was low-key kind of like freaking out. I wanted to call my sisters and tell them. And I was like, Matt needs to be the first person that you tell. <laughs> so you were all by yourself? And yeah. Oh, so man. he came home like it was within 20 minutes. He came home. And I was like, you know, I just ran out and showed him. And he was like, what's this? And he was like, really? Oh, <laughs> that's so, so cool. yeah. That gives me goosebumps. I know, I'm, yeah. I'm such a baby with all that stuff. <laughs> You found out you were pregnant, and then obviously you were in your first trimester already. So what was your first trimester like? Really tired. Really tired, and I was really nauseous. I got sick every morning. It was like a ritual. Matt would sometimes wake up to hear me vomiting, and yeah, it was a miserable first trimester. (laughs) When did that start, and how long did that go for? Uh, Honestly, I think it started about, um, uh, about like nine or, yeah, nine weeks and then it, it lasted until like the end of my first trimester. Oh, yeah. Man. It was just every single day and it just nothing sounded good to eat. Uh, I felt like I had to force myself to eat most of the times. So it's like, you have to try to eat something because now you're growing a human. Yeah. That is so tough. That's, I was lucky enough to, well, I don't know which was worse. I had really bad morning sickness round the clock 
which I still don't know why yeah. they call it morning sickness, but I never puked. And I don't know if that was better or worse because sometimes I felt like I just wish I would have, but then puking is so absolutely horrible. Yes, <laughs> so, I hate it too. Ugh. Yes, I would hate it and I would do everything I could not to puke in the morning. But then I would, and then I would start to feel kind of better. But yeah, I was like you. I I did experience it all throughout the day. It was always worse in the morning, though. Oh, man. Yeah. Especially like brushing your teeth. I don't know what it was about brushing your teeth. Makes you super quick. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I got to get this over with. Oh, man. So you were tired. You were throwing up. You couldn't eat. What do you do with your workouts during that time? Honestly, I don't think my workouts changed that much. From that time, I probably, it's really hard to remember actually right now, which is crazy because it really wasn't that long ago. You have a little baby at home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do, I mean, I remember still coming and I would try to push myself to work out. I know that I wasn't coming as much as I had been just because I was so tired and then not feeling good, you Mm -hmm. know. But I don't think I had started scaling my workouts that much. I remember when you told me in class. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I squealed and I caught myself because I was like, well, it was so early. I knew you weren't really Mm -hmm. telling people yet. And I had to just stifle myself because I was so excited for you. And oh my gosh. But yeah, that was a a fun memory. So moving past the first trimester, you said you kind of got out of the morning sickness once first trimester passed, which Mm -hmm. is just so nice to start to feel normal again. When did you start modifying your workouts? I don't remember exactly the, like how many weeks I was. I think it was definitely when I started to see my belly, Mm -hmm. you know, I started to notice that there was something going on, (laughs) you know, you know, just the physical changes in my body, I guess. I just remember talking to you a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm glad that you did. What should I do? You know, for sure. So what, what things did you, do you remember like what did you modify? How did you change it? What what changed about your workout? Before, I was always a really good runner. And I use this as an example a lot because it's something I struggle with the most today after like coming back. But I remember... I was like, I, you know, I always see those pregnant moms that run up until they're nine months. Like if anything, like running is going to be my key. And then I just remember for some reason I was doing a workout and I don't remember if it was like a 400 meter run or something like that. And I just could not, I couldn't do it. I don't know. I just started getting like a cramping and I was like, listen to your body, stop. So, um, I think I walked the rest of that workout or I did try to light jog, but even that kind of scared me. But one of the biggest things I always tried to do when I was pregnant was listening to my body and I don't know any signs like that I was like okay you need to take it down a notch it was no longer about trying to be super fit you know what I mean it was just about being healthy Mm -hmm. and taking care of the little one inside me so yeah (laughs) yeah did you change your lifting at all yes I mean like the weight and stuff, I just, I lightened up the load. You know, mm-hmm. again, it was more so about like moving mm-hmm. and rather than, I guess, going heavier or, um, I don't know, I guess just trying to at least practice the movements mm-hmm. was my big goal. Did you have to cut out any movements? Yes, like planks, um, anything on your stomach, basically. Mm-hmm. Planks, um, I eventually stopped pull-ups, which pull-ups used to be my jam, kipping pull-ups. I could never do a strict pull-up before, maybe. Yeah, not by myself, at least. So I was kind of sad when I had to stop doing those. Yeah, planks, any core work, really. What yeah. was it on pull-ups that made you have to stop? 
you know, um, there was one day in class we had a workout and I had been doing them up to that point and I think I had attempted it and I don't know if it was just, it felt weird again on my stomach and I was like, nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> red flag. Like, I don't like, I don't remember if it was just like a pulling on my stomach. I just felt not right. And I was like, you don't need to be doing this. So yeah. I, I, I felt stopped. the same. I, yeah. I quit hanging, I think probably right after my first trimester. Cause I just, Things felt so different. Right. And you don't want to, you know, you just don't know, you know, you don't want to hurt the little, the little babe. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was always like, play it safe. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> what about third trimester? Things feel a lot different at that point. You know, your belly's a lot bigger. You're a lot heavier at that point. What was it just like during the third trimester in general? And then also workout wise? You know, I was pretty dang active my entire third trimester. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I did get, I did get pretty tired where I would take a little cat nap in the afternoon or I'd pass out on the couch really (laughs) early, you know, and Matt would just be kind of hanging out. (laughs) It was kind of a joke (laughs) with us, but, um, my third trimester was, I don't know. It was fine. I was pretty active. I did struggle from, um, or with gestational diabetes. So that was kind of an adjustment for me, especially because I had been so healthy prior to my pregnancy. It was, it was really hard for me to accept at first, but you know, I handled it. <laughs> what did that force you to change or did you have to change anything? Yeah. So I did have to change quite a bit the way that I, that I ate. And it was hard for me because I'm kind of the type of person I mean, don't get me wrong. I eat processed foods and I'm not (laughs) perfect by any means, but I am more so like try to avoid processed foods. I'm not like a yogurt or I'm not a yogurt person, for example. I'm just going to use yogurt (laughs) because um, I ended up eating a ton of like yogurt and like string cheese and things like that because it was a healthy snack Mm -hmm. for my gestational diabetes and it wasn't any carbs. And I had to make sure that I was eating so many times throughout the day and I had to be checking my blood sugars and four times a day. And if, you know, my blood sugars were over a certain number, I had to, you know, I was seeing an endocrinologist, so I had to send in my blood sugars every week. And if I had so many strikes against me, they were going to put me on insulin. So I was doing everything in my power to not be on insulin. Um, So I did have to change the way I ate. Like normally, like bread, that's another one that I really didn't eat a lot of before I got pregnant. You know, I had to have carbs with my meals and... Um, again, I was not a yogurt person. I cannot stress that enough. I don't know why it was just something that's processed. And I tried to always stay away from those things. Um, but I ended up, it came into my daily routine as a snack. Um, I used to do smoothies every morning, but I was always too afraid to drink a smoothie in the morning. Cause I wasn't, af- I didn't know if that was going to raise my blood sugar and what effect the, you know, the sugar in the fruits was going to have on that. Like even bananas. I love bananas. But again, that's something that's high in carbs. So I tried to avoid it. I don't know. So that was hard. So I did have to make a ton of dietary adjustments um, in my third trimester because of the diabetes. That's stressful. It was. There's already a lot of stress in the third trimester just with birth coming up. and. Yep. 
I don't know. That's just a tough time to be pregnant and then to have to deal yeah. with that on on top of that. So you stayed pretty active during your third trimester. I did. And one another reason I tried to be so active in my third trimester was to make sure my blood sugars were controlled to kind of help keep that number down. Mm-hmm. Both my, my OB doctor and my endocrinologist had warned me, you know, don't be too hard on yourself if you're getting, you know, once it gets closer to having baby, your blood sugars are probably going to get even higher because I don't know, something to do with the placenta and it just demands more of your body. Anyway, I did start to see that trend the closer I got to. I bet that was scary. Even though they warn you, I would think it that was. would be scary. It was because I was like, dang it, I do not want to be on insulin. I don't know. It, it's just something I didn't want for myself. There's nothing wrong with it. I just... Sure. Personally, did not want to be on any sort of medication if I didn't need to be. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's kind of go into birth time, birth story. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, did you go into labor naturally? Was it induced? How did birth go? All of that good stuff. It was very interesting. It was a very interesting time. (laughs) So Henry's due date was uh, April 21st. So as everyone knows, we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) So uh, April was when we were expecting some like this surge of COVID cases. I was kind of starting to panic. Uh, We had kind of had the talk if I ended up being diagnosed with COVID um, while I was in the hospital, you know, because we really didn't know what was going to happen at that time that um, baby and I would be separated for like two weeks. So that was really nerve wracking. And I called my doctor and we, we talked over the phone about what we should do. So we decided that the sooner we get in and out of the hospital, the better. So I was induced which was fine. I was totally fine with it. One, I was over a gestational diabetes at that point. So I was like, let's get this going. I'm sure. And I just got to a point where I was like mentally prepared and I felt like I was ready, like, you know, ready for baby. So I was induced. Um, I was started on Cytotec on a Tuesday night. I was already like a centimeter dilated when I went into the hospital. So not a big deal. I had been at that for like a couple of weeks. It wasn't until like 8 a.m. You know, I was checked again. I really hadn't made much progress from a night full of side attack and just, you know, moderate cramping, period-like cramps. And I've started on Pitocin. I actually had a friend that I work used to work with was my nurse. Aww. She had made sure that she was going to be my nurse that day. So it was kind of nice seeing her come on shift. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, Caitlin is her name. But anyway, I was like, Caitlin's here. We're going to have a good day. Aww. We're going to get this baby, you know. So started on Pitocin. Um, again, I, I can't remember. I think it was like an hour, hour and a half into it. I was checked again and I still had made very small progress. The doctor that was on call that day was going to come in and check me herself soon. So far, it just been the nurses checking me. Um, and there was talk that, you know, they may have to do like insert this like balloon catheter mm. thing to mm-hmm. help do, you know, dilate me more. And I was like, oh gosh, it sounded kind of miserable. <laughs> like I didn't want to do it, but I was like, okay, I guess I will if I have to. But doctor came in she was like, oh, okay, you're a bit more dilated than what everyone's been saying. So she actually broke my water then. Were you having pretty intense contractions at this point? They were just like, I wouldn't call them intense. It was just really strong period cramps. That's Mm -hmm. like the best I can describe it. Just Mm -hmm. really strong. She did warn me at that point after she broke my water. 
if you're wanting an epidural, now might be a good time. And I was like, oh, you know, I feel okay. You know, and I've always gone into, I was always going into that, like, open-minded. Like, it's okay if you get an epidural, you know, not, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. And I don't know. I felt good. So I was like, I don't know. And I was talking to my friend. I was like, yeah, you know, what do you think? She was like, Anna, she's like, now would be a good time to get in if you think you want one. <laughs> so I sat there for a few minutes and I was like, all right, let's do the epidural. I don't know. I was just like, let's do it. Uh-huh. So happy I did. <laughs> People, you, <laughs> you didn't have one. No. Oh my gosh. It was I terrible. don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how, but I have, I give you all the credit because oh. I Definitely could not have done that. But I got my epidural, and thank God I did. But my contractions were awful uh, when they were doing it. Um, I was curled up into a ball, you know, as you are when you're they're trying to, you know, stick a needle into your spine. They were really painful. And each time one was coming on, I just, like, kept breathing and reminding myself that, like, it was going to be over in a few seconds. Like, you know, I really had to be in that mindset, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then Matt was doing his best to kind of help. help with that too but shortly after I got my epidural done um, I started to feel good and then I was making jokes like let's have this baby (laughs) you know and (laughs) everything was fine so everything was fine at that moment I mean I really felt good I was like okay I can have a baby (laughs) you know the great thing about all this and I didn't mention this before was my doctor like my doctor wasn't supposed to be at the hospital he told me he'd come by and say hello to me And he did after my epidural. He was talking to me, seeing how we were doing, you know, wishing us the best of luck. And then he kind of wandered off, said he'd come back like the next day to check on us. So my nurse is having me, you know, switch positions, go from side to side. Uh, And then like all of a sudden my doctor popped back in the room and he said to my nurse, are you seeing what I'm seeing? So he's been back out at the nurse's station watching baby and my contractions and everything. And she was like, yeah, I just had her flip again. And he, she was like, do you want me to have her turn again? He was like, yeah, let's do that. And I did. And then before you know it, I mean, it escalated so quickly. Uh, there was like 15 people in the room and doing all kinds of things. Every time Henry turns like a month older, I think about this and I'm just like, oh my God. Basically what happened, long story short, I had a contraction that lasted like seven consecutive minutes. So Henry my baby now, his heart rate dropped like 100 points. So it was really, really low. Um, And they were having a really hard time getting it back up. So I was trying like different positions to kind of get his heart rate up and to stabilize. They were giving me medication to try to, you know, get his heart rate up. I cannot stress enough how amazing like my team of nurses and my doctor, again, my doctor who wasn't even supposed to be there, handled the entire thing. Mm was there, I mean, rubbing my back, talking to me, telling Matt was going what was going on. That was the other thing I was so worried about. I was like, where's Matt? Because when this all happened, he was kind of just sitting off on the couch, you know, because it escalated so quickly. He was right up, right next to me, uh, just talking to me. And it was really scary. Before you know it, my doctor was saying, you know, prep the OR, you know, we need to go in for an emergency section. Um, so right as they were about to roll me off, I mean, literally they were like unlocking the bed to roll me off. He started to stabilize. So they held off for a few minutes. I was able to, you know, we were all able to calm back down, but it was probably like 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes went by. And uh, my doctor came back into the room and he was like, he looks better. He was like, but I'm afraid if we proceed, um, 
you know, we're going to be back in the same situation. So he wanted to, you know, proceed with a C-section, which going into it, I didn't really, again, I was trying to be really open about it. You know, whatever needs to happen needs to happen. Um, I just knew at that point, I did not want to be in that situation we were all just in. So I was like, okay. And I was like, when? And he was like, right now. <laughs> like, oh. right now. We're going right now. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. You know, this is happening. But it was great. I mean, Henry was out within, like, within like 10 minutes of being out there. I heard the little baby crying. Yeah. So it was really sweet. And he's healthy. He came out healthy. I was doing fine. That was the only thing that mattered. Did you get to do skin to skin with him right away and hold him right away? Or how did that go? I didn't get to do skin to skin with him right away, which I was a little bummed about. Honestly, I didn't get to see him for a while. I heard him, but it's I didn't get to see him for a while. Yeah. It, and I don't, you know, they were still, you know, stitching me back together and whatnot. But um, yeah, what, what it did suck. I kept asking, like, does he have, I don't know why, but I just kept saying, does he have a lot of hair? Oh, <laughs> you know, and yep. then, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Matt was over there, like, helping them, you know, fix him up and stuff too. But I, I really didn't get to see him for a while. And I really don't know how much, how long it was, probably like 25 minutes before oh my I gosh. actually got to see him. It really felt like forever. Yeah, that is forever. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I don't know why. I got to hold him on the way back. And then as soon as we got to our room, we did skin to skin. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's nice. What a wild ride. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. birth is. And you don't know what the roller coaster looks like. No. <laughs> you know, it's ups and downs and then flats. And it's just yeah scary and exciting. Yeah. And... Man, well, you're a warrior for giving birth and going through all of that. Yeah. And, you know, no matter any way that you give birth or whatever way it happens, it's just such a crazy emotional thing, you know. It so, is. It really is. When I was pregnant, I probably listened to over 300 birth stories on these podcasts that I found and books that I would read. And there was not one birth story that matched another one. There was always something different with everyone's story. So that's why I love hearing people's birth stories because they're never the same, you know? Right. Yes. And that's something, you know, always going into it. I've always told myself, like, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself about whether or not you get an epidural, whether or not you have a C-section or, you know, a vaginal birth. I don't know. At the end of the day, all that matters is that you and baby are healthy and yeah I don't know and yeah. I'm happy that I had that mindset going into it because I do know some people you know just that I've heard or talked to over the years that do get really on themselves about those things and um, to, just to me I guess it doesn't it's I don't know just healthy overall being healthy it just yeah. matters over all of that yeah it's crazy it, it is, is crazy, crazy. and it is. you know it's just I want to have another baby and it's, you don't even know what to expect because you know, it's going to be mm-hmm. so different. Right. <laughs> Everyone is so different. Right. So it's just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So you had Henry, you guys came home. How was your immediate postpartum? Like before you could start working out or any of that stuff, how was it recovering from a C-section? Uh, 
kind of rough, not going to lie. I had to like log roll out of bed. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't really do any bending whatsoever. It was just really painful. Uh, Those first nights like in the hospital, Matt would have to help me get out of bed and kind of have to help me walk to the, you know, restroom and whatnot and walk around the room. The hardest part was tending to Henry, those initial like trying to get out of my bed so I can go get the baby, you know, when he was crying. Um, And I don't know why, but it was really hard for me. Matt and I had um, decided that the bassinet was going to go on his side of the bed because I couldn't get out of bed quick enough, you know, and I mean, I struggled getting out of bed. I was like flopping around, you know, (laughs) trying to get out of bed. Um, But anyway, that was hard for me to accept that Henry was going to be on his side of the bed which I know sounds so silly, but I had just always had this picture in my head that he was going to be right next to me. You know, I could just get out of bed and tend to him. And it got easier over time, obviously. But um, initially, it was just really hard. And sometimes I would just wake up in the middle of the night from like a weird incisional pain, um, just like a stinging, like sharp pain. Mm. And that lasted for a while. And there were a few times where I would do things around the house probably that I shouldn't have like um I'm really into flowers so I was gardening and I had picked up a huge bag of soil and I really felt it like the rest of the day yeah something very simple like that but yeah it took it out of me so when you got cleared to start working out what did you how did you ease back into that did you have to do anything special to get yourself back feeling normal? I was going crazy. I came back the day after he cleared me. (laughs) I did. I just needed to move around. And again, have like being in the middle of a pandemic, like we're still in it, but (laughs) I wasn't meeting with friends really. I hadn't really seen much of my family. Um, I mean, it was really just Matt and I kind of doing everything, which again, he's our responsibility, but I just feel like so often when people have babies, they have that extra help from their families and, oh, you know, I'll watch the baby, you go take a nap type of thing. Anyway, I guess where I was going with that was I was ready to, I was ready to do something and ready to get some stress relief for myself Um, because Matt had already, had already started going back to the gym and whatnot. I came back in and again, I tried to go into it with no expectations for myself, Um, you know, trying to... (laughs) Remind myself that I just had a child. (laughs) Um, I went through a lot of, you know, a lot of new things. Really, I just tried to scale the workouts, really kind of started avoiding like any core work whatsoever. Because again, I still felt really fragile. My biggest things have been listening to my body again, postpartum. I think a lot of people think if you have a C-section that you don't need to worry about pelvic floor issues or anything like that. Was that something that you thought about or that you approached since you had a C-section, because I think there's a little different mindset than if you have a vaginal delivery. In my situation, I mean, I ended up, I, I ended up being dilated to an eight. Wow. Yeah. So I got pretty far along. So in my situation, I think the pelvic stuff, the pelvic, yeah, pelvic floor exercises and whatnot have been helpful, are helpful. Yeah. So did you, when did you start doing them? You did, you said you did do them and. What was your experience with all of that? Because I think that's such a really, really important part of healing from birth. And it's not talked about very much. Mm-mm. It's not. I mean, I would say 
you know, I would do things here and there, um, even before I was cleared to kind of help with that. I mean, Kegel exercises are pretty, pretty standard and basic, but it is so important. Um, so I would do things like that. And then honestly, just doing like stretches and whatnot to kind of help, you know, I guess my pelvic area and <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's really good. Yeah. How long did it take for you to feel quote unquote normal again? Because I don't know if we'll ever feel yeah. <laughs> the same as before baby, but as normal as you could. Mm-hmm. How long, or maybe you're not even there yet. Yeah. I definitely don't feel normal in my workouts. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> not even close. And that's actually been like a mental battle that I've been struggling with recently. Normal and like like everyday life, I'm starting to feel normal again. Henry's at a point now where he's just so much, I don't know, more developed. This is going to sound so bad. Not that I didn't enjoy him in those first couple months of life because I absolutely did. I cannot stress that enough. But just looking back on those first few months, like reflecting on it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, those were some hard months. Like they really, they really were. And I, and I feel like I'm pretty like positive and happy most of the time. And I try, you know, during those difficult (laughs) leaps and like developments that he was experiencing, um, in those first few months of life, um, were actually a lot harder than what I felt like they were at the time going through them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, reflecting on that now, something that helped me the most was, um, just reading all about those mental and growth developments that they go through. I mean, it still helps me today to try to understand what he's going through. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's helped me the most. But anyway, I'm starting to feel more normal in my everyday life, um, especially with Matt, because there was a point too where I felt like Matt and I were with each other all day long, but we we barely said anything to each other. You know, I, I remember there being one time I was rocking the baby to, you know, rocking our baby to sleep. And Matt's just sitting there in the living room. And I was like, miss you. And he was oh. like, I miss you too. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you guys oh, are so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's fine. A bedtime is a lot less stressful now. So, and I think that's something that's helped a lot. For me, I feel like the turnaround with my workouts was when Huxley started sleeping through the night, mm-hmm. which I don't think Henry is doing yet, right? No, he's so hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> so hit or miss. Like last night, for example, he went to sleep. He put himself to sleep, did just fine, but then he woke up at like 10.30. Oh. It was awful. And then he didn't wake up again until like 5.30, but then he was up at 5.30. <laughs> so just oh, chat, you know, yeah. chatting away in his crib, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they start sleeping, those long, like 10 to 12-hour stretches – Hopefully that'll be soon. And I know that'll be you know when you start to feel a lot better physically and yeah. mentally because that's sleep deprivation is torture and even if they're only waking up once a night that's still really hard to deal with. It is you know and you just don't sleep the same because they're on your mind. It's a challenge for sure and the first few months, like you said, are just like nothing else. I know you and I have talked Mm -hmm. about this before, how we both feel bad that we didn't support our friends who've had kids better, but you really don't know that and understand that until you have a kid. So 
I remember I was told you because you told me you felt bad about that with your other friends and didn't realize how much support they needed. And but you just you don't understand that until you go through it. And I would never hold that against my friends who don't have kids because you just know that they don't understand. Yes. So if you don't have kids yet and you have a friend that's having kids, just do everything you can, check on them all the time. Yeah. Any little thing you can do to help out, even if it seems like the stupidest thing mm-hmm. means so much. And I feel so bad that you guys had to go through that alone. I mean, I know your parents didn't even get to see Henry for a while because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard. Matt and I ended up making the decision that, you know, soon he's not going to be this little infant anymore. And, you know, nobody's seen him. So, we ended up letting grandparents come around first and, you know, hold him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now we're a little bit more relaxed with it, mainly mainly because I had to go back to work and, you know, somebody's got to watch the baby. So we've got grandmas doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, even now we just mostly try to spend time with our family and try to, trying to avoid a super large crowd. As we wrap this up, do you have any advice for women who are, thinking about getting pregnant and either want to get fit or stay fit? I guess don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. You can set goals. I think that's fantastic. But as far as like expectations go, keep them low. Anything happens. Anything can happen. You are not in control. You're only in control of what you do. Again, I mean, I used to be you know, a pretty dang healthy person. And I ended up having gestational diabetes, which completely threw me through a loop. Um, There was a point when during my pregnancy, I didn't mention this earlier, when we thought that I had preeclampsia as well. So I was doing things like blood pressure checks and stuff like that. That has all been extremely, that was all really hard for me to accept at that time. Coming from, you know, just being healthy and having nothing wrong with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you're planning on getting pregnant, just go into it very open-minded. Um, you know, it's okay. Things happen. Um, again, you can only control so much and be easy on yourself. That's just the biggest thing. I feel like nobody talks about the mental, um, like the mind games that pregnancy and postpartum, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, you know, yeah, it plays with your head. <laughs> it, yeah. I don't know. I feel like nobody talks about those mm-hmm. mental games that it mm-hmm. plays. Yeah. With your head. Um, just being really kind to yourself. That's my biggest advice. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And especially postpartum. Yeah. Good. Do you have anything else you'd like to share or was there any, were there any resources that you used a lot? Anything that you'd want to throw out there for either women who are pregnant or new moms, something that's helped you? Pregnancy, honestly, I can't, I really can't think of anything (laughs) that helps me prepare for my baby. I read so many articles and different like books and things. And I feel like as much as you read, I mean, you can know a lot, (laughs) but going into it, this is just my own perspective. I just don't feel like you're ever actually prepared (laughs) until the little one actually comes along. You know, there were things that made more sense after having Henry, you know, that I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get this now. Whereas before I read it and I was like, oh, okay, you know, but no, it really made sense once I had him. Um, And then as far as like resources after I've had the baby, I have had like all the, all kinds of like apps. Um, There's the Wonder Weeks app uh, that talks about babies, like, um, you know, leaps that they go through their mental development, like developmental 
stages. Um, I actually have one of my pregnancy apps, <laughs> Ovia Pregnancy. They have postpartum articles on there, and I read that. I, I read them all the time. There's always something new on there, and I've, I've really enjoyed that. Taking care of babies. Her Instagram is fabulous. Her blog is fantastic. I use that a lot, especially when we experience like the witching hour and stuff like that as a, as a newborn. <laughs> yeah, just other types of like uh, support groups online. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's all kinds of them that you can use, like breastfeeding support groups. I recently joined a dairy-free and like soy-free support group. That's so, great. Yeah, those resources are out there. Yeah. Use them. Yeah, I think those <laughs> yeah. are all really good resources and mm-hmm. apps and things like that. Oh, yeah. That's, and they all have a different focus on mm-hmm. babies and yeah. birth and stuff. So, well, thanks for being on our mom cast. Yeah, thanks and for having me. I'm just so happy every time I see you, Matt and Henry, (laughs) and you guys are adorable and such great parents. And I just love seeing the whole journey and seeing you in the gym and what you're doing is so inspiring. And I know you probably are hard on yourself with what you're doing, but you're an amazing athlete and have just done so well with all of this, especially just with everything that's going on in the world right now on top of having a six month old. You guys are doing awesome. So yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube, and get a hold of us if you'd like to get our gym emails. Stay in the loop of all things instinct.